Looking for a summer internship in STEM? We know that Black workers continue to be underrepresented in the STEM workforce. In fact, Black folk make up 11% of the U.S. workforce overall, but we only represent 9% of STEM workers. And our sponsor, the Campaign for Black Male Achievement, is working on this, right? We partnered with Fund to Foundation in support of their InternX program. Now, InternX is an ambitious new initiative. It's working to match 10,000 skilled young adults nationwide with quality internship opportunities by the year 2020. But here's what's up. We need your help. We need you to share the word, tell everybody about this awesome internship opportunity for our young adults. I want you to hop on over right now if you want to learn more or register. Visit bit.ly slash cbme intern x. Again, that's bit.ly slash cbme intern x. Click on the link there to register. Be sure to select the Campaign for Black Male Achievement as the affiliate organization that referred you. Let's get our young folk registered so they can begin to gain access to the benefits of this awesome new program. You're listening to the trailblazers.fm podcast, where we'll explore the stories of today's successful black professionals, entrepreneurs, and leaders. Join us to access the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished professionals and come away with the know-how, confidence, and motivation you'll need to blaze your trail. And now here's your host, Stephen A. Hart. What's up, Blazer Nation? Welcome to episode 173 of the Trailblazers.fm podcast. Our featured Trailblazer for today is Andrea Evans. Andrea is an amazing engineer, attorney, and author who launched an intellectual property law practice. And today we're going to talk a lot about intellectual property. Don't get worried. She's going to tell us more about what that actually means. And she's going to share why we've got to protect our ideas, our products, and our inventions. And actually speak about a process that we need to take to do so. Before we dive in, I want to share some of what's coming our way as we look into the last few weeks of spring and begin the summer season. So for the month of June, I will be featuring four black men in celebration of really an extension of Father's Day, right? I've got four amazing brothers who are strong fathers, Christians, husbands, leaders, and entrepreneurs. And following the June series, we're going to start our second annual masterclass series. So last year in May, I hit a wall and I needed a break. And guess what? I need another one this year. So we're going to break from interview style content for the month of July, but that doesn't mean I'm going to leave you without content. We're actually going to have a month of gems brought to you by past guests of the podcast who are coming back on really to share with you more knowledge and wisdom and give you an update of what they're doing right now. So just wanted to give you a heads up of what's coming your way as we head into June and July. That said, let's get set to receive today's mission fuel from our featured trailblazer, Andrea Evans. Attorney Andrea Evans, how are you? I am fine, and thank you so much for allowing me to be on this podcast tonight. Andrea, you have so much wisdom, and I can't wait to get into it and talk with you a bit more. But we start every conversation off from a place of gratitude. So I wanted to ask you right at the beginning, what's an unexpected blessing that you're most grateful for in your life right now? 
Oh, wow. So probably I would have to say just the support, the love that I am getting from everyone on social media. I have to Mm. tell you all that every day I probably get about five to 10 referrals, which is amazing without even asking. And so it just goes to show that a small post on Instagram or Facebook can just go viral. So I'm so thankful for everyone's support and just them spreading the word about intellectual property on my behalf. It's funny you say that. I would think that maybe LinkedIn would have been a better referral source for you, but you're getting a lot of referrals from Facebook and Instagram? Well, it's funny you say that because when you think LinkedIn, you think more business, but when you think of Instagram and Facebook, those are everyday people. So that's my target audience. My firm primarily works with individuals, small business owners, and entrepreneurs. And every day, They're posting something on social media about their businesses and essentially giving it away. And somebody will say, hey, do you know you need to protect this? This is what needs to be done. And they tag me. So it's been great. You need to reach out to Andrea. Yeah, that's interesting. I love to hear that. So listen up, before we get going, I hear this lovely accent of yours. Mm -hmm. And I know you might be in the D.C. area, right? Yes, I'm in the D.C. area, but I'm originally from Houston, Texas. That's right, because I'm like, I see Atlanta for college, and I know you're in the DMV. I'm like, that's not a D.C. or Atlanta accent. That's beautiful accent. So you grew up in Texas? Yes, I grew up in Houston. So I'm actually from Third Ward in Houston. So this is my Beyonce accent. So I'm a little older than her. So I guess she has an Andrea accent. That's right. There you go. (laughs) So I did see that you attended both Spelman and Georgia Tech, right? Yes. After graduating from high school in Houston, I had a full tuition academic scholarship from NASA to go to Spelman and Georgia Tech. So I participated in the five-year dual degree engineering program. So I went to Spelman for three years and Georgia Tech for two years. And my degrees are in mathematics and civil and environmental engineering from both colleges. Wow, that is awesome. I was very curious. I'm happy you answered that because I was like, math, two different degrees from two different schools. And you're a STEM brain. How did you kind of transition into becoming a patent attorney? It's actually very interesting because in third grade, I knew that I actually wanted to be a judge because of Judge Wachner. So I would watch television. This is back in the day when everybody just had one television in their house. So I watched Judge Wachner, the People's Court with my grandmother. That was our daily thing. And I said, wait a minute, to be a judge, I can be on TV. I can tell people what to do. I'm like, I like this. So I always wanted to be a lawyer, but I grew up surrounded by my mother being an engineer, all of my aunts and uncles having STEM and engineering degrees. And so unlike most young women, I grew up doing my science projects in the science labs. And I knew that I was going to do something with engineering. So I pursued mathematics and civil and environmental engineering. And actually, when I got to George Washington Law School in D.C., I planned to pursue environmental law because while I was in Atlanta, I learned about the environmental injustices in minority neighborhoods. Mm. And I was doing a lot of volunteer work. And I said, well, I need to really make a difference and become a lawyer to represent all these neighborhoods that had all these smokestacks and chemical plants, only to find that 20 years later, their family members were dying of some type of cancer. Mm. But when I got to GW, GW has the top intellectual property law program. And most people don't realize to be a patent lawyer, you have to have an engineering degree. 
So once my professors found out that I had that background, they said, hey, you should take these classes and maybe see if you like it. And so that's what happened. I took the classes. I started working at different firms in the summer and the rest is history. Wow. That's amazing. You're teaching me all kinds of gems right now. (laughs) So today you're an engineer, obviously you're a patent attorney and you're running your own intellectual property law practice. And before we get into that, Tell us a little bit about what you were doing before starting your own practice. Well, before I started my practice, I actually worked at the Patent and Trademark Office. So that's what makes me unique. I worked on the patent side as a patent examiner for three years and a trademark examining attorney for two years. Mm. And then I was moving up the ranks. I was really enjoying my time working at the patent office. But what happened is, as people would call me and say that they needed an IP attorney, I would refer them to one of my mentors who was in his 70s at the time. And he called and said, hey, it's not that I don't appreciate all these referrals that you're getting. I'm trying to check out. (laughs) But he said, you're getting too comfortable. And he said, in fact, you sent me over six figures of business. Wow. And I was not even making six figures of business working in the government. And so literally, I went home. And talked to my husband at the time. Our daughter was only two years old. And I said, hey, imagine if I actually tried to put myself out there and tell people that I had a law firm, what could happen? You know, what's the worst that could happen? Mm. I could just go back and get another job somewhere. And he was supportive. So I literally put in my two weeks notice after that call with my mentor. And I started Mm. my firm. And that's 12 years ago, almost to the day. Wow. So much black girl magic in this call, guys. (laughs) This is awesome. So listen up, Andrea, we've kind of gotten in and I feel like for some of our listeners, they're hearing intellectual property and patents and it's a little bit over the top, right? So let's maybe take it two notches back. Could you explain to our listeners what is intellectual property? Yes. Intellectual property is divided into three types, patents, trademarks, and copyrights. Mm. So simply put, you would patent an invention trademark the name of that invention and copyright written materials. So you would patent a television, trademark Sony, the brand, and then copyright the scripts for the television shows or the instructions for the television. So basically in a nutshell, everyone has some type of intellectual property, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you're taking notes, listening to this, those notes can be copyrighted. So you got to think about legacy building, intellectual property, is definitely something that can generate wealth, create wealth. And whatever you can do with real property, like your house, you can do with intellectual property. So you can license it, you can assign it, you can sell it, you can will it. So it's extremely valuable. Wow, that's interesting. So what can we patent, right? What's required to protect a patent? Well, to have something that is patentable, you know, that's the million dollar question, right? Everyone's tinkering in their garages and they hope that they have something that's patentable. First, you need more than an idea. So an idea is just a general concept. Like I have an idea that I want to be able to see you while we do this podcast. That's an idea. But a real invention has to be described in a way that somebody can make or use it. So you need to describe the buttons you push, the technology, so someone can actually pick it up and understand it. And so once you really have a real invention, then three things have to happen for it to be patentable. It needs to be useful and solve a problem. So everybody has that because that's why you invented it in the first place. Mm -hmm. It needs to be novel or new. So that means if something is identical, it's not going to be patentable. So that makes sense. But then the third standard where you really need a qualified patent attorney is the obvious standard. And so the question is, 
would it be obvious to one of ordinary skill in the art to take what's out there and combine it to make your invention? So that's a mouthful, but what that means in plain English is if you're just changing the size of something or changing the shape or changing the color, those are obvious changes. So that's something that's not going to be patentable. So you want your invention to be useful, novel, and non-obvious. When you said novel, you know, and talking about novel and new, I guess that's the reason you have to hurry up and get your work protected because you could probably have it out there and no one knows or can reference that and somebody else comes along and secures it's ahead of you doesn't mean that you didn't have the new idea right right and so it's funny you say that because we are on a first to file system and so we used to be on a first to invent system so first to file means just what it sounds like you need to be the first to file and get it in because Mm -hmm. the filing day can make or break you so if someone beats you to the filing of your own patent application for your invention and you come behind them and you file after them, it's too late because they're going to cite that prior file application against you. So for everyone listening that's sitting on inventions and they're burying them in their backyards and scared to talk to someone about it, you want to take the necessary steps and take action to start moving forward to see if you have something patentable so you can protect it. You know, I was always thinking like it has to be a physical product, but there's something you said there before, you know, so podcasters who are listening and you have so many podcasters coming up now, we have digital products, right? Is that something that could be patented? That's right. Software can be patented and you raise a good point. You actually don't have to have your product or your invention made to patent it as long as you can describe it. So one of the things you can do once you get your patent is license it. So a lot of my clients get patents and they aren't engineers and they're never going to make whatever their invention is. And they call a company and say, hey, I know you sell headphones, for example. I'm never going to make them, but I got a patent on headphones that do ABC and they can sell their patent or they can license it. So as long as you can describe it, it can be patented. And with software, you don't actually patent the code. What you do is you patent the method. So it's the steps that you take to describe how you're going from A to Z. So step one, log in. Step two, do this. Step three. So you have to kind of create a flow chart. And then my job as a patent attorney is once you come to me with these great inventions, we've researched. So that's the most important thing you can do because you want to know, do you really have something? So we want to be more proactive than reactive and do all our research in advance so we know what to anticipate after we file the application. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, you know, a lot of people listening to this thinking, man, I don't know if I can afford this. Can you afford not to? Well, and you know, you can't afford it. So there are different types of applications you can file. And that raises a good point. And there are different shows. So if you subscribe to my newsletter and you follow me on social media, you'll see me at a lot of trade shows all across the world. And there are trade shows for everything from toys to houseware to baby products. Mm -hmm. And what happens is at these shows, they have pitch competitions and people get deals with companies. You can have an application filed. And if a company is interested, they'll pay the rest of your fee. So it can be done. You can get loans. I mean, just like anything, right? You're going to create a business. If you have an invention and you think that you have the next best thing and the million dollar idea, you have to invest in it. And in fact, that's my trademark, invest in your idea. So it's going to cost you a little bit to get things done and start moving forward with protecting your intellectual property. But when you weigh what it's worth, then I think it's priceless. So that's what you have to look at. So Andrea, what's some tips? What's some steps to move forward? I'm thinking now you have our wheels turning, 
right? What's the steps to take to kind of get the ball moving? Okay, so let's talk about inventions with patents. So if you're an inventor out there, what you're going to want to do is schedule a consultation and be able to describe your invention in a way that somebody can make or use it. And what you want to expect when you have a consultation, at least with my firm, is we're going to start by doing some research. So let's see, does anybody have anything just like this? And we're going to go through and try to talk about it. Now, a free resource for searching is google.com forward slash patent. So P-A-T-E-N-T-S. And you can go in there and just like kind of a regular Google search, you can put in some keywords and that's going to basically populate different patents and publications that are out there. So prior to coming to the consultation, you can say, hey, I found a reference that teaches ABC. Do I still have something? So that's what we'll do. We'll do our research first, because once you file a patent application, you cannot change anything. And so there are different types of applications. So let's say you come to me and you say, I know I want my headphones to do ABC, but I'm not quite sure we can file a provisional patent application that can hold your date for a year. And then by the time you come back at the following year, you can file the non-provisional. And that's the one that is examined. It does mature into a patent. And, you know, that's the one that hopefully you can get a patent to enforce against others if you need to. So research is key when you have an invention. And also the research not only helps you to anticipate issues that can occur at the patent office, but it gives you an idea of who you can maybe license or sell your invention to. Mm. Because I can't tell you, most people come to me and they say, nobody has anything like this. You, I've never seen it on the store shelves, but it doesn't matter what's on the store shelves. We need to research because a lot of people have patents and never go to the store or That's never so do anything with them. Yeah. It's interesting you said that because probably the mindset to you have some people who come up with the idea, can't necessarily carry it to markets and have the marketing and sales brain to kind of carry out that side. So I could see where somebody would own a ton of patents and have them sitting or need the help of somebody else with that skill set, right? That's right. But that's like any business. And right. you know, I know you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs and you're a business person. When you can't do it yourself, that's when you have to outsource and hire Absolutely. qualified people to get things done. Absolutely. That's amazing wisdom here. I'm excited to have you here. I saw that you're also the owner of a hands-on STEM program called Kidgeneer. Kidgeneer, yes. That's Kidgeneer, my, tell me about that. It is such a fun and amazing program because we start as young as five years old and that. we expose children to hands-on STEM activities. So we've done things from building robots to chemical engineering projects, civil engineering, and it's just amazing. So I actually was awarded a Champion of Change Award of the Obama administration for yes. that program. Love it. So is that a year-round program, a summer program? How is that structured? Well, it's typically structured as a six-week program. Okay. And basically at the end of the six weeks, the children showcase or have a program. Like for instance, in our video game class, it's amazing because they troubleshoot on the spot. So each one of them will demonstrate their game. And it's amazing how we can teach them the tools and then they put in their own personality and the boys have games that have scary music and the girls have games that are real vibrant. And if there's a problem on the spot, they can troubleshoot it. I mean, these are games that can actually be uploaded to Xbox. So I'm really proud to be creating not just consumers of technology, but creators of technology. So you may buy one of these games one day. Well, listen, my almost nine-year-old daughter is, this is something she would absolutely love. 
Oh um, yeah, so we got to get her involved. I actually have been looking at different STEM programs, kind of video game driven for her, but I love that. Absolutely love that. Wanted to hear more about it. I saw that you also authored a book all about inventing everything you need to know about patents from a former USPTO patent examiner and patent attorney. Why did yes. you write this book? For obvious reasons, but well, find a need to write the book. You know, I wrote the book because I speak around the world to inventors about intellectual property. Mm-hmm. And what I find is This is such a tricky industry. Like there's so many scams and a lot of people just aren't informed. And so this is the first book that's ever written from the standpoint of a former patent examiner and a patent attorney. So I wear two hats. As an examiner, my job was to examine patent applications and issue patents. Now I'm wearing the other hat on the outside where I'm writing applications for my clients to get them patents. And I had one client that just because she didn't know and she was working with an attorney, as you know, you just trust your attorney. So you have to work with somebody that you can trust every time something happened that was wrong with her application and she got a rejection. She just kept paying them to file another application. And had she had a book like the book that I've written it explains to you, okay, this is what you can anticipate next. So this book walks you through going from just having what we call an idea Mm -hmm. to a real invention tells you where to research, allows you to take notes about where you searched it, tells you what to expect when you have a consultation, outlines actually an application of what's involved in the application, and it even gives you an example of a real application. So it's been an incredible resource. And guess what? It was so well received. My big announcement is that my second book, All About Trademarks, Everything you need to know about trademarks from a former trademark examining attorney is coming out because what I realize is there are a lot of inventors. And so there's a need for people to get this information. But unfortunately, sometimes you may think you have an invention that's not patentable and people often overlook trademarks. Like they Mm -hmm. think they have to have a million dollar business to get a trademark. And I'm telling you, trademarks never expire as long as you use them. So you think about something that can be lasting as long as your life and your children's lives and their lives. We think about Coca-Cola having the oldest trademark. So when you think about something that's from the 1800s that Mm -hmm. still is valuable and as your business grows, the value of your brand grows, I felt the need to write this second book. So that one is coming out any day now. Oh, that's so awesome. I will definitely make sure we have all the links for the books on our show notes page over at tbpod.com. Talking about books, are there any other books that you've read or you're reading that you'd recommend that we add to our queue? Well, you probably have this one on there, Becoming, the Michelle Obama book. Yes. You know, that, it's so inspirational. I think when, especially being a woman, you know, especially... Even for me as a brother, I told, I mean, when I got into that book, I listened to it in audio and no one could talk to me when I was playing it. <laughs> I mean, it's such a good book. Oh, it's so inspiring. And I think just... When you look at the first lady as just being the first lady, you realize she's human Mm -hmm. and it lets you know that we're always evolving and always can grow and always can learn. And, you know, I definitely think if you're a trailblazer or you're trying to become a trailblazer and you're aiming to be a trailblazer, you definitely want to read that book. Absolutely. Without question. That said, Last question for you. What's one action that our Blaze Nation should take this week that's going to help them to blaze their trail? 
Well, the biggest thing they can do is from this interview, understand that you patent inventions, trademark your brands and copyright your written works. So I encourage you all to take action. If you have an invention, start taking the steps to do some research to see if it's patentable. If you have a trademark, now all of you have a name. Sounds can be trademarked. Scents can be trademarked. Names can be trademarked. Words, symbols. Start thinking about protecting them and Let's talk. Let's schedule a consultation, do some research to see if the name is available and start taking the necessary steps to protect your intellectual property. Because once you get the intellectual property protected, you can go out there and enforce it and stop other people from using it or get paid and allow them to pay you for using it. So don't be on social media complaining, hey, I think someone stole my name. Protect it in advance so you're not spending a lot of money on the back end trying to catch up and cover your tracks. Do everything now. Let's be more proactive than reactive. Andre, you've been a blessing. Tell us how we can stay connected to you and learn more. Sure. You can follow me all over social media at Evans IP Law. And if you'd like, I'd love to have you all text Evans IP Law to 444-999 and you'll be subscribed to my firm's newsletter. You'll get all information about trade shows, events. I'm really proud to have over 10,000 plus subscribers on there. So join us on there. We have a lot of fun or you can just go to evansiplaw.com and read a lot of articles and subscribe just the old fashioned way with your email address. I'm looking forward to keeping in touch. Andrea, thank you so very much. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Steve Nehart, and you've been listening to the Trailblazers.fm podcast. If you're not yet doing so, consider following Trailblazers.fm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and feel free to connect with me over on LinkedIn. Whenever you're posting stories or social media posts about Trailblazers.fm, be sure to use the hashtag TBPod and hashtag MissionFuel. We'll be able to see you and I'll be able to show some love. And in case you're not aware, our show notes for all our episodes can be found on our website over at TBPod.com. Now, if today was your first time listening, I just want to say big ups, enough respect for checking us out. You've made this Jamaican guy really happy that you're here with us today. And I'd love your help with keeping this black excellence flowing each and every week. So if you haven't yet subscribed, hop on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Search trailblazers.fm and subscribe, rate, and review us there. Be sure to browse through some of our past episodes. There are more than 150 published episodes now. And a little something is out there for everyone to help keep the knowledge flowing. We grow when you, as part of our Blazer Nation community, shares and invites your friends and family to listen to an episode you think might impact them most. We believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories are going to be moved to make significant changes that have generational impact for many others, both now and well into the future. Don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern. Blazer Nation, go out today and find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. <laughs>